Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast. We're preserving the culture and traditions of the fire service is our priority. For more information, visit www.pintheq.com and subscribe to Pin the Q Productions on YouTube. It's our honor to showcase the best of the bravest. so much for coming on to the show uh i appreciate it a lot we in the last day have had a good experience with not only the bosses captains and yourselves but the membership the guys the guys on the floor the guys and girls on the floor chief why don't you introduce yourself to everybody uh my name is journey Tarano the third uh fire chief for the city of wild fire department started out in uh the volunteers with the holly beach fire company in 1996 before getting uh, hired in the career department in 2002. Awesome. I'm Captain uh, James Graw with the fire department here. I also started out Holly Beach Fire Company there across the street, which at the time though was here back in, uh, I think I was 98, 98. So it's cool you guys came in around the same era, which, yep. is, which is awesome. Chief, I'll start with you. This fire department is pretty special and I'm not using those words loosely. Just the cohesion that you have here and the uh, the amount of unity and loyalty and morale, which is difficult sometimes, uh, especially in today's fire services. Morale's kind of in the middle. If you're lucky, you're up top. But you seem to be way, way up top. What what do you think contributes to that morale? Well, first of all, I appreciate that because from an outsider's perspective, you know, that that's good to hear. Right. You know, you're, you're picking it up. You, you spoke to quite a few of our members and uh, you see that. So that that means a lot to me, you know. Um, you know, we just, we have a, a very good department. We have a young department, um, an aggressive department. These guys are, you know, always willing to learn and push their limits and, you know, try and take it to the next level. Right. Um, it, it's something that has been developed over the years. I mean, we owe it to those that, that sat here before us at the kitchen table, you know, and they, they've paved the way. And it's like parenting, you know. Yeah. Their parents... You know, like our parents wanted better for us. Right. So, you know, as you go down the line in the service and you're going through different chiefs, captains, firefighters, you want better, you know, for the next group coming up. So that, that's kind of how it just, it builds. And, and again, we have just great personnel. You really do. I mean, something's working. So, you know, you, you have to sit back at times because you know we get caught up in the grind we get caught up in the everyday mundane you know I, I gotta do this i have admin i have training i have all these docs but if you ever take a step back and take a look at it like from a wide angle what you have going on here it, it's actually pretty impressive um and we've had a great opportunity to go around to all different fire departments throughout the state and out of the state throughout the country um so it's really refreshing to come to a place close to home that has such a an awesome uh just an awesome morale base, uh, which is super encouraging, especially the sign of the times right now, everything going on, you know, with current events and, and whatnot. Um, it's it's hard to maintain that level of uh, morale. So, again, I, I know I keep saying it, but it's just so important to me and things we look to see within traditions of the fire service and culture. I mean, this is this is where it's at. 
Cap, I'm going to ask you the same question, really, and that is that as a captain on the floor, you have these guys looking up to you. Obviously, you're, you know, the captain's position, in my, in my opinion, is like the most vital position in the agency because everyone's looking at you and Adam is looking at you to make it work. Absolutely. So there's a fine balance there between the administrative objective and what you need to get down to the line. Um, what is it for you that you think is working here when you, when you look at these, these guys and girls on the floor? Just to echo what the, what the chief had said, it's not it's not new. This isn't something new that you know that we just developed. This is ingrained in us from generations of the past. It's an authentic desire to serve this city because we were born here, raised here, and we love it here. And you know we're thankful that the bosses have that desire now that the bosses previous had. And I'm very thankful that I have a senior guy who's the same exact way as we are. And you know born and raised. You can't fake that stuff. Absolutely and, not. You know, right. It has to be. You have to have it, or you don't. And if you don't have it, it's 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 blatantly obvious. Hundred percent, everybody. <laughs> and, and I think you hit hit the nail on the head when you mentioned that family atmosphere because you're fortunate. And a lot of these firefighters live in town. Yeah. You know, so it matters. Yeah. You know, Chief. I'll, I'll I'll spin back to you. One of the other things that impressed me, not only morale, but your desire to improve community relations. And make sure that you guys are like literally on the sidewalks with the community is impressive. Um, you know, we we film places and you know we ride on the rigs and stuff and we see what people do. And you can almost tell sometimes if it's orchestrated for the camera. And in your case, it's not. You know, we had a crash we went to when we did the first part of the part one here. Simple crash, no big deal. Bread and butter stuff for us. But Every one of you guys on the rig made sure they went onto the sidewalk, talked to the community. Anybody who wanted to come up and ask what was going on, it wasn't like, oh, we're good, we're good. It was, hey, you know, we had a small crash, you know, everyone's okay, you know, how's how's this one doing? How's that one doing? It's clear to me and obvious to me that community relations and the community itself is important to you. Chief, can you, like, elaborate on that? It is extremely important to us. Again, like Captain Grohl said, we're born and raised here. I mean... We're a 1.2 square mile city uh, that goes from, you know, a little over 5,000 people to 100,000 plus in a matter of hours. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very dynamic and a unique situation. But at the end of the day, when the season's over and everybody goes home, we're, we're back to just us. And it's important for us because we are small. <laughs> I always say we're a small department doing big department things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the city itself, whether you know it, it, it be the, the city, the school, whatever it is, um, it always seems like we're fighting an uphill battle. You know what I mean? Like we're, it's us against the world at times. That's what it feels like. And you know, in our our city is. I mean, everybody comes down. And they look at the um, the vacation portion of it, the beach, the boardwalk, so on and so forth. But you can push that all aside, you get down to the nitty-gritty, and we are a poverty-stricken community. And you see it in the schools, right. and it's important for us to, to know, you know, to, for these, our residents to know that, hey, listen, you got a friend in the fire department. Yeah, it's you huge. know, I mean, we're there to help. You know, we're, we're, we're all we got, you know what I mean? So when something happens, you got to be there for one another. Our goal is obviously to provide the highest level of service to the people here, right? Whether you're year-round resident, visitor, it doesn't matter to us. Right. You're here, you're family. And 
when they come in, they have a small window to learn that and get on board. Right. And you can tell those that really want to be here, really want to advance in this career and, you know, and, and do big things, they're all in. They're, they're in, they're, they're doing whatever they have to do. They're like sponges. Yeah. And we've had a great experience. You know, we've had some really top-notch firefighters come out of here. And, um, you know, we want them to have a great experience here. We want them to learn. Mm -hmm. So they can provide a high level service, right. but two, be able to protect themselves, you know, and we want them to leave here knowing, hey, that was a great experience. I learned a lot. I feel prepared moving forward in with whatever direction I'm going. So that, that's pretty much, it, you know, like yeah. it's family, you know, it's like looking out for a younger brother or sister, you right, know, right. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's same concept. There was partnerships with the school, just the pub ed stuff. I see your firefighters going off the rig, even last night when we did the standpipe operation drill, you know, the plastic fire helmets are going on every kid that goes past. And that's that's one time, but that's happening several hundred times, I'm sure, throughout the summer where your sure. firefighters are engaging with the community. And I'm sure it pays a huge dividends between the community and even your the people that are traveling here from all over, you know, Cap. What are the things you're saying to your firefighters on the floor about commitment to community and how do you keep that going? Because, you know, it's got to get tiresome. It's actually not tiresome for me. I, you just have to lead by example. Right. If I can't ask them to do something that I'm not willing to do and I take great pride in it, um, they take great pride in it. So it's not even, I can't even say it's a chore. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, we're thankful that it's that way right now. And I hope that it's that way for, for years to come. Cap, another thing I noticed here is that training is so important in this agency uh, from the from the top down. Everybody's involved. Oh, sure. One of the greatest things I've also seen here is that the captains are right in there with them. This isn't like there's not a dictatorship where the captains are going, hey, stretch this line. Hey, get all sweaty in the, in the bay. You guys are literally with them hand in hand. What do you think that means to, to your membership? Well, it's from their side of things, I probably feel it's again i just mentioned that you just you can't ask the guys to do something you're not willing to do so if they know you're right there with them on the, the floor they know you're going to be right there or or in front of them inside inside the fire right so it translates it's to the fire building yeah we we don't have a lot of calls that you know real working fires so if they see us out there right there sweating alongside them then they know we're going to be right there with them inside absolutely you them. you can't put a price tag on that because no. that shows true leadership versus yep. you know a boss versus a leader yeah, for sure and and with that same mantra, the other thing I'll mention too is that physical fitness seems to be a big deal here at the Wildwood Fire Department as well, because there's a lot of sweating out there. You know, it's it's uh, I see a lot of that, uh, which is impressive. I mean, even this morning, you know, we watched you guys do the stair climb, which was right 100% on you guys. That that was something you guys wanted to do because it got canceled. You know, so you guys went out and made that happen. You spoke of this stair climb. It was actually when uh, the chief's father was married here. We brought that to this town because. He's, his his father actually saw a couple firemen in town here doing the stair climb. He was on his way home from Concord. He said, what the heck are you guys doing? So he, he saw us climbing a couple stairs and he's like, we need to bring us to Wildwood. And ever since then, it's been a it's been a tradition that we raised over $100,000 wow. for anywhere from the National Fallen Firefighters to Tunnels and Towers. So it's That's a, awesome. It's a great thing. And it, it keeps guys motivated. And it's, you know, every year that it, it passes, it, it's harder to, you know, it's harder to forget when you, when you sweat a little bit in their honor. 
Chief, we could talk all day long about tactics, you know, about, you know, your high hazards here in Wildwood. And, and I, I, I believe that those things are obvious. I'd like to talk about um, things like your retirement barbecue. You know, I, I went upstairs, I walked in the hallways and I see photographs and frames of all your retired members. I see photographs and frames of your current active members on each platoon. I see past chiefs. Um, talk to me a little bit about what that means to you as far as your membership. It means everything. Uh, it, it really does. I mean, the, these are the, the men that paved the way to, to put us in a position to where we are today. Right. Um, the history of the department, tradition is everything to us. And, you know, we try and find new ways to preserve it. And, you know, I can honestly say that coming up, you know, from when I started, coming up through the ranks, I've learned something from everyone I worked with. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I, 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 it, and I'm a firm believer that you don't need a title to be a leader. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's, that, that, that's yep. ridiculous. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're a leader regardless, you know, and you're going to do the right thing and you're going to take the younger uh, folks under your wing, you know, whether you're senior firefighter, captain, deputy, chief, or just, you know, just a firefighter with a few years on the job. Right. I mean, it, it, but tradition and, and the history of this department is, is just incredibly important to us. And, you know, everyone that's ever worn a uniform and, you know, represent this department, you know, it's family. And, you know, an annually, the uh, the union, the FMBA Local 50, puts on the retirees barbecue. Right. And, you know, they thank us every year for allowing it to happen. Well, no, thank we want to thank them right. for doing it because... That foundation. Yeah, and we're trying to build, you know, and, and really, and, and try and come up with new ways using modern times and the technology to kind of get everybody together more, to be able to reach out, whether it's Facebook or whatever the case may be, you know, right. to uh, talk about creating uh, like a retirees group or whatever it may be. Um, we want them to know that, you know, that we appreciate everything they've done. And they're still and, family. Yeah. They're still family. Yeah. And if they need something, they better call us right. because we want to help them out. You know, I, I heard Just because when you walk out the door, you're not forgotten about. And well, that's evident because, you know, everyone's pictures are right there to, to prove that, um, including that barbecue. The other thing uh, I overheard in the, in the bays was that one of your firefighters that, had retired, just lost his wife. Yes. So, um, I mean, that's got to be extremely difficult. But what I heard was your your guys talking about how they made sure they went to visit him, made sure that he knew, like, hey, we're here. Whatever you need, brother, we got you. And, you know, even so much that they brought the refrigerator to him just so he can have food put away. That's, you know, I mean, that stuff is huge. And, again, uh, speaks volumes to the character of this department. And, and I, I applaud you for that. It's, it's good stuff. It's so important. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Chief, you started here a while ago, and you've seen quite a transition between when you started and what the department is today. Yes. What would you say your proudest moment is thus far? Uh, it's hard to say because th there's, there's been a lot of moments, honestly. Um, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but the one thing that makes me very proud is that we're all in. Yeah. From the bottom to the top. Yeah. Whatever. I, I have it on my emails. The bottom failure is not an option. And I truly believe in that. And I try and pass that down. And I believe you adopt that mentality. If you believe in that mentality, failure is not an option. It simply isn't. You know what I mean? It's just, right. it's not. 
and we will do whatever we got to do to handle whatever situations thrown our way. I right. mean, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades here, and that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, you know, it really is. It's a great thing. I mean, bigger cities. If you're assigned to an engine, you're doing engine work. If you're assigned to a truck, you're doing truck work, so on and so forth. Here, we got to do it all, and you got to be prepared for for anything. We spoke earlier about, um, you know. One minute guys are hanging off of ropes doing, uh, you know, high angle rescue training. Next minute you're fighting fire or you're popping a door. Next thing you know, you're going to a job or you could be clearing from a, from a job and heading into the water for a water rescue. Right. Yeah. You got to be prepared for everything at any given time. And, and our department, they, they absorb that, that mentality and they, you know, they live that mentality, you know, they, they're, yeah. they're all in. And that, that to me is, that's a, a very proud, proud you know, a moment for me as a chief. As a chief of the department, yeah, I would, I would agree. with that. That's a, definitely a proud moment and something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, what I think is so cool about these young guys coming in here, 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, whatever, you know, on-call firefighters, even part-time firefighters, the amount of knowledge and experience that they're ga- gathering here, not, not only from the floor, but like the fire ground, the kitchen table talk, getting to talk to senior guys, getting to listen to life experience, you know, someone's having a relationship problem. Someone's having, the, you know, the hot water heater goes in our house. Whatever it is, it's getting talked about at that kitchen table. And uh, when they leave here to move on to wherever they're going to move on to, they're always going to have that. And that foundation was brought by here, by these members. I mean, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means everything. I mean, we, we hear, like, at the retirees barbecue, when our part-time personnel come back, you know, f- former part-time personnel come back, and they move on to other departments, you know, throughout – the country right and and they continue to talk about their experience here and how much they loved it here and how it's a different place and again this is not bragging this is not this is feedback from them it's nice because cap real quick um thinking about the way things were to how they are today you know you've been here a while talk to me a little bit about how that all happened because it wasn't like it was when you started right no, we are very, very fortunate right now. I, I, I try to tell the, the next generation, the, the guys that are here right now, how good we have it. We don't, you know, as these guys work very hard with our politicians to be, to be responsible and fiscally responsible for, for the residents, but we don't want for nothing, honestly. I mean, we, we have it made here. These guys take great care of us. Perfect example, um, the manpower situation. When I first started, the captains were responding by themselves or senior guys. Four hours promoted, I responded to a rollover car accident alone. Wow. Mutual aid ambulance is coming to town. And I walk, I drive up, I still picture this call. 30 people on the sidewalks looking for something to be done, and I have two hands. Wow. And thankfully, with their support and the, and the, pol- the pol- politicians, we're staffed appropriately right now. I want to make sure we keep it that way. We were responding to work in fires alone, wow. stretching line. You know, it, it was. Warrior mode, that's what we called it. It is warrior mode. I, I think People don't understand it in other parts of the state. But yeah. it's, it I was, think if it you're an outside check. firefighter and you see something like that on vacation, you're going, whoa, yes. what, what is this? You know, when you're rolling five deep, you know, on a ladder and engine We're and very you see something like to that. have the yeah. manpower we have today. And um, with the with support of the administration and, and the politicians and stuff, I, it, it can't go back to the other way, unfortunately, just because of the, yeah. the way. At this day and age, it, it yeah. can't go back to the way it was. I mean. It's certainly different times, and you may do what you may do, but yep. it must be cool for you now to be a, a city captain and see the, the, the way it's changed Absolutely. for the better. For sure. 
I mean, that's 100%. awesome. 100%. Just having that um, reliability, you know, being by yourself and having guys there, having chief officers there right away, it's just comforting. And being sure. by yourself, figuring, <laughs> what, do, what do I do first? Yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, literally, what do I do literally first? Literally, the deer in the headlights, look, yeah. because there's so much that needs to be done, All right. and you're alone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually incredible. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that, because our viewers probably have never heard that before or have. We get you know, visitors here all the time, and you mention that, to, they don't believe you. Right. They're like, well, yeah, we work, we have 25 guys on the first alarm. Um, well, a couple years ago, it was by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, man. And that's what's cool about tradition, how it changes, yeah. you know, that, that's a that's a cool thing. Absolutely. I mean, you can you hang your hat on that, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, another thing I'd like to talk about, uh, Chief, is the fire service, we have a way of coming back from a you know, work and fire or whatever type of fire, we can sit at the kitchen table or we can sit around the truck and sit on a bumper and we can debrief that fire. We can say, hey man, what did you do? Oh, you did? Um, I don't remember seeing that. Oh, cool, thanks. Now I know how that happened because you were there. Oh, what did you do? Yeah. Well, I did this and you know what, man, I looking back, I probably should have did it this way or whatever. So we have that going for us. What I found over the years is that EMS, because it's so dynamic and there's call after call after call, um, especially for you guys in the summertime because you're going from one to another to another to another. Um, what do you say to your firefighters that are EMTs that are in the ambulance? What are you saying to them about that debrief and those de-stressors after each one of those incidents that occur? Well, what we've got pretty good at doing is if we've had a call that obviously hits home or is just harder to kind of swallow than, than others, we brought in, you know, the, critical incident stress management team. Uh, just, you know, it's not good to, to hold things in. And in the fire service, I mean, we're pretty good. We have one another mm -hmm. we can kind of reach out to because, you know, let's be honest, nobody really understands what we're going through other than those who are involved with it. And they know, you know, but the, the outside world, the civilian world, they really can't wrap their minds around what fire, EMS, police, military, you know, what, what those folks go through. Right. So we have each other, but the best part, or the, the, the biggest thing I should say, is to bring in somebody, you know, to have them speak to them. Doesn't make you weak, it doesn't make you a coward, it doesn't make you soft, That that's all BS. Right. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, last year we had a, a six-year-old, uh, I believe it was 4th of July weekend, and six-year-old uh, drowning, and you know, we were, we were there, we were, Fourth of July weekend's a busy weekend, yeah. especially around here. The kids are always tough, man. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what call it is. Yep. It involves a kid. It's a tough one to deal with. Right, right. And then you look at it, and then you see the family how heartbroken they are, and then you realize, you know, <laughs> I got kids of my own. Absolutely. And so do at least three quarters of the rest of the personnel's department, and it hits home a little bit more. But the best thing you do, we brought somebody in, and we had them talk to them. I mean, we talked as a group. It's awesome. Uh, you know, unload. So what they're there for. Unload, show emotion, whatever you got to do. You know, we're, right. we're all deep down. Everybody's got a heart. Some might be buried <laughs> deeper down than others, but nobody is made of steel. Yeah. And it, it hits the heartstrings and the emotions every now and then. And you need to be able to process that. And during a debrief, you know, maybe it's not, maybe you don't need a you know, management team or right. whatever. But sometimes it's just peer to peer. Yeah. If you could just talk and, and you know, the fact that, your partner or one of your personnel realize, hey man, I'm not the only one feeling that way. Right. You know, they feel that way too. It's comforting. But um, 
it's nice to have, again, I think that's part of the thing that brings everybody together as well. That's what makes you a family because at the end of the day, it's us, right. you know, it's us returning to, to rely on one another. And you know, it's, yeah, we, we literally lost too many, too many brothers and sisters to suicide because nobody was willing to talk. Yeah. Simple conversation, just talk, you know, about whatever it is, you know, and, and we know, you know, as administrators, you know, that if there's someone that needs to go a little extra to talk to somebody, then, then we'll make that happen. But sometimes it's just this, Absolutely. you know, just this peer to peer stuff. And then next thing you know, whatever was bothering you is not bothering you because you were dying laughing at the kitchen table for, you know, 15 minutes holding your gut and everything's better. Yep. You know, so uh, that, that I think is, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That is, uh, I think, one of the, the best char- characteristics that a chief officer or actually any anybody in the fire service could have is emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Man. It's huge because it's important to know your personnel, mm-hmm. to actually know your personnel. We all know that, you know, not everybody responds to things the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I've over the years coaching different sports, you learn quickly, hey, you can give this kid, you know, a bag of wolf cookies and, and, he, and he he takes it and it motivates him. Well, you do the same thing to the kid next to him and he doesn't react the same way. It's the same thing here in the fire service. You got to know your personnel. Right. And knowing your personnel and, and truly knowing them, you can tell if something's off. You you know when somebody's not right. You but you just said they're not. You're not going to know that unless you're a good company officer or yeah, a you good have company. to be engaged in your. You, right. Yeah, you got to take an interest, yep. a legit interest in your people. And that's and, a great point. You know, I think that's. I don't know if you're an Eagles fan or not, but that was one of the things that uh, <laughs> that Doug Peterson. That's what right. benefited him: the emotional intelligence. He knew his players, and that's how he made it. You know, yeah, that's how they pulled it off. You're managing. For us, just in a career department, there's 24 different personalities. Absolutely. You know, so you need to be able to manage all 24. You need to understand, hey, everybody's different, but everybody brings something to the table. They have their own specialty that they bring to the table. And that, you take all that, you put it in that bowl, and that's what makes it one hell of a recipe. You ain't kidding. You know? I love that you say, you know, everybody has something to bring to the table, including that most junior of junior, junior people, because it's that forward thinking. And that progression that would it's making this department so awesome because some out there aren't doing that where it's like look this is the way it's always been this is the way it's always going to be and there's no need or no time for change and unfortunately that seems to set some of these agencies in these fire departments back um, but with that type of forward thinking for progression that is clear to me now after this conversation why the morale is the way it is because that's what's being bred here um, and again you know those type of things you can't put a price tag on. Certainly, you certainly can. Cap, um, I asked the chief a little earlier what his proudest moment was or what his biggest accomplishment was. Uh, I'm going to send that same question to you. And what would that be? I'm always big with my guys. I tell them all the time that one of my biggest priorities is to almost make you guys think that I'm not even here. So make them prepare to be company officers and leaders of this department. So. For example, when I take a vacation day, we don't backfill that with another captain, so our senior guy has uh, the opportunity to shine. And um, whatever calls come in, they're the, they're the man until till a chief officer gets there. So right. I've had the luxury over the years of, um, I wouldn't call it a luxury, almost like a, a curse. When, when I was taking off, some big incident would happen. 
Yeah. One, of those, incidents, yeah. one of those incidents was the, uh, the deck collapse in 2019. Right. Right. My senior guy was in charge of that for a good period of time before the uh, chiefs and, uh, and the uh, county resources got there. And I couldn't have been more proud of them. Most of those rescues were affected before other assets got there because of, thankfully, the team that was there. It was a shift change. There was plenty of hands. And it was just it was awesome to hear the feedback from other people of how great of a job they did. And I wasn't even there to, to do it. There's nothing prouder than that for me is to know that awesome. these, guys are, these guys are there. So that's a good one for, on, for a call. And there's other calls as well. Always getting a text message from uh, North Wildwood company officers of, of when I'm off saying, hey, these guys did this. They were awesome. You know, that nothing makes me more proud yeah, than that's that. That's all top shelf. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate I mean, it. Let me say two things. Go ahead. Thinking about your question with proudest moment. For me here in this department, my proudest moment would have been what, would, what I would have to say is when I became chief. Not because I became chief, it's not about me. Right. But it gave me the opportunity to lead this department. Right, what an honor that is. A hundred percent. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better group of people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I couldn't. They do whatever's asked. They go above and beyond. And one of the, the best things is they kind of weed out the weak. You know what I mean? Like, they, down here, first of all, I'll make this real clear. The heart and soul of the fire department is the rank and file. Absolutely. Those on, on the rigs every day. Absolutely. 100% the heart and soul of the department. You know, Joe Public's not dealing with myself or the deputy on a daily basis. And usually if they are, it's because they're upset about something. Right. And it's nine times out of ten, it doesn't have anything to do with the fire department. Or the rare occasion they want to compliment you. Yeah. Right. But if anybody, if any chief officer doesn't think that the heart and soul of their fire department is the rank and file, the boots on the ground, the people interacting with the public every single day at their worst times, right. they're sadly mistaken. Yeah. They make the department what it is. Right. I am just fortunate enough to be able to lead such fine men and wo and women, right. women I should say, because right, right. we have you know some uh, female administrative staff as well. So That's awesome. um, that is a very proud moment for me. And the last thing is I want to thank you oh, for taking an interest in our department because when you when you reached out, I was like in awe. You know I, I appreciate that the fact that you saw something in our department and you, you had you know enough of an interest to want to reach out and do a feature on our department, I can't thank you enough. Oh, please. The, I believe it's, the pleasure is all on my side of the table because it, it allows me to bring your company to light and show people, hey, look, this is what the Wildwood Fire Department is all about, and this is what they're doing. You know, man, I see it all day and every day because, but this is it. This is what you're doing. If you could say uh, one thing to the resident, you know, your taxpayer here, Wildwood, what do you say as the fire chief? I would say this. You can rest assured that you will get nothing less than 100% from us 100% of the time, and you're in good hands. Cap, same question. We're ready. Awesome. Always prepared. That's it, nutshell. That's awesome. Man. Well, again, guys, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Uh, I have a feeling we'll be back. It seems like we'll be back. Doors are always open, <laughs> and you're family now. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast. Brought to you by Pin the Q Productions. Visit us at www.pintheq.com. 